Alright. <clears throat> so, here we have a recording that Erica and I made on February 17th. I'm publishing it on April 5th, so quite a bit later. But it's still relevant and interesting, and I think you will enjoy it if you like that kind of thing. Talk about dating uh, from our perspectives and some current stuff. Dating in the modern world using apps and a bunch of other things. And some interesting topics. This is uncensored for all of you sensitive folk. Um, and yeah, have fun. Enjoy college to watch a debate. The contested proposition on whether dating apps have killed romance and the host was an adult male man who never used a dating app. Uh -huh. Smooth <laughs> smoothing the static electricity out of his, of my sweater and rubbing a chunk of dead skin off my lip, I settled into the 70s upholstery auditorium chair in 100% foul mood with an attitude of why the fuck are we still talking about this? I thought about writing it headline why the fuck are we still talking about this? But uh, we went because uh, we went because we host a podcast about apps and because every email RSVP feels so easy when Tuesday night is in, or Tuesday night in question is still six weeks away. I don't know. Why. Uh, Tuesday night. Yeah. When the Tuesday night in question is still six weeks away. I don't know. Oh, okay. Our RSVP is so easy. Yeah. Fortunately, the side arguing that the proposition was true note to self Manosh Zambardi and Aziz Azari, modern romance co-author Eric Kleinberg, brought only an anecdotal evidence about bad dates and mean boys and their personal happy IRL sourced marriages. The side arguing that it was false, Match.com, Chief, Chief Scientific Advisor, Helen Fisher and OKCupid president of engineering Tom Jackus uh, brought Jackass. a hard. <laughs> I think it's Jacuz. Jacuz, like a French guy. Brought hard data that easily won, covering twenty percent of the most of the mostly middle-aged audiences, and also Ashley, which I celebrated by eating one of her post-debate garlic knots and shouting at her in the street. This week, the outline published, Tinder is not actually for meeting anyone. The first person account of a relatable experience of swiping and swiping through thousands of potential matches and having very little to show for it. 3,000 swipes at two seconds per swipe translates to a solid one hour and 40 minutes of swiping. Reporter Casey Johnson wrote, all to narrow your options down to eight people who are worth responding to and then go on a single date with someone who is in all likelihood not going to be a real contender for your heart or even your brief mind interest mild interest um that's all true in my personal experience too and dating apps and and dating app fatigue is a phenomenon that has been discussed before. In fact, the Atlantic published a feature-length report called Rise of the Dating App Fatigue in, two in October 2016 
It's a well-argued piece by Julia Beck, who writes, The easiest way to meet people turns out to be really labor-intensive and uncertain way of getting relationships. When the, possible, when the possibilities seem exciting at first, the effort, attention, patience, and resilience it requires can leave people frustrated and exhausted. This experience and the experience of Johnson describes the gargantuan effort of narrowing thousands of people down to a pool of eight maybes are actually an example of what Helen Fisher acknowledged as the fundamental challenge of dating apps during that debate that Ashley and I so begrudgingly attended. The best problem is cognitive overload, she said. The biggest problem is cognitive overload. And, uh, the brain is not well built to choose between hundreds or thousands of alternatives. The most we can handle is nine. So when you get to nine matches, you should stop and consider only those. Probably eight would also be fine. Yeah, the fundamental challenge of the dating app debate is that every person you've ever met has an anecdotal evidence in abundance. A horror and horror stories are just more fun to hear and tell. But according to Pew Research Center survey conducted in February 2016, 59% of Americans think dating apps are a good way to meet somebody. Through the, though the majority of relationships still begin offline, 15% of American adults say they're, they've used a dating app and 5% of American adults are in marriages or serious committed relationships say those relationships begin on the app. That's millions of people. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Put those headphones on. Oh my God, I have headphones? Yeah. <laughs> Should I be... Um, <coughs> oh my god, I can hear myself. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been recording this whole time? Yeah. Um, did you start when I started, though? Or like uh, halfway yeah. through? I think I started before you started. Oh, okay. Then we're good. Yeah. I guess we should do a little bit of an introduction. Um, we're introduction. Right. My name is Erica. This is Erica in America. Uh-huh. I'm here with Eric. He's also in America. This is Eric. <laughs> I'm in Erica's America. Right. And uh, we're talking about dating, online, offline, our thoughts, maybe some stories. <laughs> yeah. Probably some sexy modern, talk. Modern dating. Right? Yeah. Okay. So. And what the hell is going on? <laughs> in the most recent Singles in America survey conducted every February by Match Group, the representatives for the Kinsley Institute, 40% of U.S. census-based sample of single people said they'd meet, they'd met someone online in the last year and subsequently had some kind of relationship. Only 6% said they'd met someone in a bar and 24% said they'd met someone through a friend. Wow, only 24%. Right? I know, right? Crazy. It's pretty surprising. I don't trust anyone that my friends try and hook me up with, so that actually <laughs> makes a little sense to me. Nice. Uh, there's also evidence that marriages that begin on, on, on dating apps are less likely to end in the first year, and the rise of dating apps has correlated with a spike in interracial dating and marriages. Dating apps may be a site for of neurotic turmoil for certain groups of young people who don't feel they need quite so many options but it opens up possibilities of romance for people who are often denied the same opportunities to find it in the physical spaces the elderly the disabled the isolated 
I'm over mm-hmm. 50, and this is in quotes, I'm over 50, I can't stand the bar and wait, I can't stand to the bar and wait for people to walk by. Fish are <laughs> sputtered in a moment of exasperation. Mainstream dating apps are now figuring out how to add options for asexual users who need a very specific kind of romantic partnership. The LGBTQ mm-hmm. community prior pre-grinder makeshift online dating app practices are the reasons those apps are invented in the first place. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I guess it is good to, of course, help people who, and that makes a lot of sense that people who wouldn't really, they're not like traditionally super Mm -hmm. hot or, (laughs) or the mixed race thing, because a lot of people are, I mean, we're, we're in this society that has racism built in and it's not, not hate necessarily, but, just uncomfortability so like someone's not necessarily going to approach someone who is a, has a different skin tone than them so, in a bar or wherever as they are going to approach someone who looks more like them so i don't think we should use racism so yeah, we shouldn't use so that quickly, term to describe right it. racism is actually hate exactly and i think this is what you're talking what about I'm, is more of a lack of exposure to people who are of yeah. a different race and when you're in this is just science when you're when you don't see and an, you know you're not surrounded by people of different colors and different mm-hmm. backgrounds and that kind of thing you're just not going to be as comfortable with those right. people you're not as familiar with their faces and yeah. the way that they look and, and you're just not going to immediately be attracted to them because attraction is usually developed right. in your, your your younger years and what you're exposed to that's going to kind of dictate and not, just, not just attraction but also like the ability to recognize people's features mm-hmm. so like when you're when you're in a situation where the skin color is all the same, that doesn't become one of the features that you... I mean, that is one of the features that gets ignored. Like, the, the color of their skin gets ignored. Instead, it's more like the width of the eyes and like whatever those things are with the background, the noise level state being the skin color. So you see someone with right. a wildly different skin color and your brain can't make all those other facial connections as easily mm-hmm. because it's focused too much on the bigger difference that it notices. Yeah, there's this really interesting study color. that was done where um, they would have a group of people who, you know, white people, that's the only effect, of course. Yeah. Um, so they took some white people and they, you know, had like a magic show or something going on in like this outdoor park area. And um, they had someone of, you know, that was white come by and, you know, like steal someone's purse or something. Yeah. And they asked all of the white people for, you know, what was the person look like, you know, what the nose and blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. And they all gave a description and the description was pretty good and it was pretty accurate. Right. Um, and then they took a different group of white people. And in the background of these white people is that they're white people who didn't obviously grow up in a neighborhood with a bunch of black people. Right. right. So generally like speaking, in suburbia. Yeah. Right. They're in, they're in kind of a suburbia type thing. Yeah. And, and even if you are well, in Seattle, if you're in like you know i don't know um yeah there's a lot of neighborhoods if you're here. in kirkland you may not necessarily yeah. meet a lot of people other than like asian yeah. people right so yeah especially is, if you're the type that grows up in a neighborhood like a lot of kids grow exactly. up in a neighborhood and never really go to the city that's just down the road right so, right yeah, yeah for whatever reason you know Super they've good. got soccer and everything else to yeah, do. Exactly. so the point <laughs> is is that these people you know then uh, you know an african-american came through and committed a similar crime they asked for you know the same kind of details for these people and the the report was just completely <laughs> skewed you know yeah. um so then the third group was white people who had grown up in in a in diverse, diverse multicultural nature and obviously they were able to identify the white person and the black person 
you know, and they right. probably would have been able to identify multiple other races with way more accuracy. Because so, your pattern recognition becomes, I mean, because when there's a bunch of diversity of a certain thing, then you're like, okay, I'm, you just get used you know, to it. Yeah. That's part of people just get used to everything. The they will yeah. eventually just adjust to whatever mm-hmm. you throw at them. That's why humans yeah. are still alive. Right. Yeah. And so successful on the food chain. Like how brain signals work is when, you get the same signal over and over and over. The response to that signal, in even in a single neuron, the response to that signal is less each time. And it will, like, recover. If it doesn't get the signal for a while, it'll, it'll, re- it'll go through a refractory period. It'll recover and get back to its maximum. And then the signal will hit it again, and it will launch. It'll launch its response at maximum level. But if that signal comes quickly, then its response gets reduced until eventually it might. With some nerves, it gets down to nothing. Right. And it stops, ceases to exist. Yeah, yeah. because your brain's not going to waste, you know, neurons. And, yeah, it's and, like, I already said this. I already know about this message. Right. It's not going <laughs> yeah. to waste time re- redoing something that's obviously mm-hmm. become useless. It's right. much better at getting rid of shit than we are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Got shit in my house that I need to get rid of, like, mm-hmm. three months ago. So <laughs> there's that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Got shit in my brain I should have gotten rid of right. ages ago. So let's get back to dating apps, though. And yeah. you're going to... Like if you want dating, if you want to eat now, we can no, like pause this, okay? Because that's you, totally acceptable. Do you want some food? Um, I think I'm good. Do you order? Indian? <clears throat> uh, Great American Diner. I don't know what that is. I got a chicken fried steak. Oh shit! I got a. I got a sandwich, a prime rib dip sandwich. Oh, snap. I got. Um, I dated oh, a guy once, and we went to a, a kid you not a truck stop for Um, breakfast and he got a chicken fried steak it was called the bigfoot and yeah it was out in mountain town Uh and uh it was like a truck stop gas station you know your typical kind of truck stock food food diner um just the worst shit on the planet i of course ordered like chicken tenders fried things that you know you put in a fryer you pull them out they're Mm -hmm. done you can't fuck that up right so um, not easily but he got the bigfoot chicken fried steak and uh he we were going hiking after so this is our, our pre-carb load and yeah. so he ate the, he ate the chicken fried steak at least half of it saved the other half and put it in the car and then we headed up to the mountain and he spent the next like and once we got to the spot and you know got everything set up he then went to the toilet and stayed there for three four hours <laughs> came back out and threw Whoops. away the rest of it and that was never spoken so the again. moral is don't go on a date to a truck stop well i mean <laughs> we were past the dating phase but i would just say the moral of the story is don't eat at a truck stop you know if at all possible yeah. just avoid that like the plague <clears throat> you know get a fucking protein bar the people, <laughs> i think the people that do eat there regularly <laughs> are truckers and they're right. probably used to it their gut is their on gut, level. the right you know you can build that up because yeah, i mean i totally. used to when yeah. i was younger i ate like mcdonald's and shit and yeah. i was able to consume you that and had, survive off of it. <laughs> it had minimal negative effects right it wasn't but, like yeah. i wasn't like in pain you know i'd have some unpleasant moments in the bathroom well, you might have maybe, had some permanent effects it's i mean who knows right yeah, but you, you might be the ceo of a giant organization right now if you hadn't eaten mcdonald's uh, that's probably it that's the thing that's been <laughs> yeah. keeping me from my dreams yeah, you've been this whole time. yeah. or maybe McDonald's. it's because being a giant ceo was not my dream it's not your target it's kind of hard to fall into so in that, that case, kind of role mcdonald's helped you avoid chasing the wrong dream and thank you for that mcdonald's yeah. you know 
No, what McDonald's did help me learn was how to deal with being, you know, not attractive, which was, I think, a good thing. Because um, McDonald's helped you become not attractive? Well, yeah, definitely, (laughs) because being overweight in the society is deemed as unattractive, so it definitely, I would say, encouraged that. Yeah, some people don't agree with that. Yeah, I would say some, but the majority, we can agree. Yeah. Right? In in, in our advertising, at least. Well, in in fact, this is great. This brings us back to dating, which on my dating app that I have temporarily, I guess, deactivated, and we'll get back to what that. Is it OkCupid? Thanks to your recommendation, I was on (laughs) OkCupid. I have deactivated it as Mm -hmm. of this moment in time. Um, Is it because you met someone? Well, you know, kind of. So, <laughs> yes, there was someone that has piqued my interest. Nice. Um, he wants to move to Italy. Oh, boy. And he lives at home with his dad. So, oh. it's a bit of a... Does he have some money saved up? He, there is that, and he does own his own business, and, you know, it's, he's business. got some stuff going on. He does, um, like, modern furniture design, mostly for, oh. like, hotels and that sort of thing. That's um, kind of cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And they like artistic people, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, some creative. He is creative. <clears throat> and and they're craftsmen. Some, and, you know, but, you know, and that's fine and well. I don't really <laughs> care what someone does that for a living that much. But, right. you know, what I appreciate about him is when we hang out, I like, you know, the energy and how we communicate yeah. and all that good stuff, right? <laughs> so it's good. Yeah. Calls me on my shit. So not a lot of people can do that without me getting angry at them. So I have to appreciate it. How, does, it happens. how does he call you on your shit? I mean, I had a, 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 an issue <laughs> with my partner in my business and we oh, were yeah. on speakerphone and he was in the car and we were, you know, kind of going about it. Yeah. And it wasn't a fight so much as, you know, I was giving him some direction on a job he was doing and, mm-hmm. you know, my direction was maybe not the kindest. Oh, um, and he right. called you out on your... <laughs> he said, you know, this, yeah, I feel like you're really kind of too much, it's you like know, you know, a little, a little too much in there. Right, you know, <laughs> and just maybe, you know, you could you could ease up a little bit and that kind of stuff. So, you know, and he said in a way that I didn't, didn't make me mad. In fact, it made me, you know, after you left and we started <clears> ways, I called back my partner and I said, I'm sorry. So, you know, it was nice. a good kind of, it, he, he led <laughs> me in the right direction in, in a place where I could probably use some correction. So... I appreciate cool. that in another human being, yeah. right? Whether I it's appreciate a, that in you that you're able to aww. accept it, and right? Yeah, it's something that it. I think we can all work on, and you're never done learning. Yeah, we're never done learning. Well, certainly not that lesson. Like that's just <laughs> learning how to take correction and how to, you know, see things about yourself that need to be corrected and, and realize when they're. You know, because people will say things. I was just thinking about this in the car right over here, where people will say things, you know, in criticism of you. And more often than not, you have to kind of look at, obviously, the source, but also, you know, how many people are saying this. So, you know, I've been Mm -hmm. on quite a few dates on the dating app. And How many is quite a few? Oh, God. 200? <clears throat> <I>, no. <laughs> I guess maybe quite a few. Is, it feels like a lot. That's what I would say yeah, about me that. me too. Right? You've less probably been on 20. more than I have. Okay. I don't know. All right. Well, no. Yeah. Have you been on less than 20? Well, you've been doing it for longer than I have. I would say, yeah, less than 20. I've been on like five. Oh. Maybe six. I thought. I mean, overall. Then I've been on more. And ever. I've been on maybe 10, I guess. I've Maybe more than that. I think I've been on more light, more dates for this dating app than I've been on in my entire life. Nice. <laughs> but I haven't gone on a lot of dates before. Yeah. And that's kind of the interesting thing about 
the dating apps as opposed to, you know, if you remember back in the day dating where it wasn't yeah. like you well, were I dating. Don't. It was more like did. you never did before. Okay. So I this just might like, not be. Your... I just like met, I would meet people like at parties or just hanging out and like we would just start hanging out and not stop hanging out. And then, right. and then eventually we would stop hanging out. And then you would just <laughs> be in a, well, and then you, so yeah. maybe during some point you were in a relationship, who knows, maybe yeah, you never defined it, it or maybe you did. Sometimes whatever. it would get really serious. There were several, exactly. several very so serious. It was things. like before dating apps and all of that, you, you didn't, you know, you were meeting people. That. Yeah. <laughs> you're meeting people and you were talking <laughs> to people, but you weren't exactly like, you know, sure if it was a date and there was a lot of, you know, in, in, yeah, you were just hanging out and you're like, whoa, I like hanging out with you. I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> right. And like, if you want to hang out some more too, that'd be cool. Right. And a lot of times, you know, maybe there's friends there, maybe there's not, you know, it kind of circulates around, but yeah, it's, that's usually was. right. Exactly. So it always felt very easy and social and kind of, you know, this is just something you're, you're doing while you're hanging out with your friends. Right. right. So this is very different because it's very intentional. You know, it's right. very like, I think it's a great advancement that we've made in intentional dating. An intentional like dating. this is a new paradigm. It, it is interesting because, like, and and like every paradigm, you, you've got mm-hmm. your pros, you've got your cons, you've got right. your kind of you know issues yeah. in the middle, right? It leads you forward in one yeah, way and each back paradigm in another. Has all the whole spectrum of right. goods and ills, especially and, when and you you're have to figure out what, how to solve the problems, right? Like, especially when you're kind of you know our age, which thirty ish, you know, I'm right around there. So it's like yeah. I was I was dating before dating apps, and I've <clears> been and now I'm right. dating on dating apps, right? So I have a clear kind of transition of we're the of, last generation, of right? Those. We're in the phase <laughs> of people like we're in the gener we are the generation of people who will have experienced both dating apps and not dating yeah. apps, right? And be able to compare that information. Directly or the singularity generation mm-hmm. like we're actually spanning the the curve where right within our lifetime there's gonna be more school, paradigms right because those fucking kids in high school like they were just dating in high school like dating apps right. are not like they're a thing but it's not that like, you can get enough pussy in high school like you don't need to know you don't yeah. need dating apps yeah, exactly. shit, right? yeah, <laughs> most people but um, high school is just a hormone ridden uh and college, of course, too. Torture fest. I mean, right. I guess I wouldn't know too much. I left high school early. Oh, so smart? <clears throat> sure. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just... Uh, I got expelled from I, high school, I, I so I left truant, high school early. Yeah. <laughs> I just skipped it, basically. And oh. then went to Samoa. Oh, right. When I was 16 till 18. That's crazy. And then I yeah. got my GED in jail. It's a whole other podcast, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Got an epic story of life, life history. Okay. Yeah, that so, will have to unfold over time. But yeah, the <laughs> the guy that I'm dating right now, I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're, we've yet to have the conversation. I actually got sick not yeah. too long ago, so we were going to have it then, and then he got sick, so that's pre- currently because where we're at. Sick. I don't know he, if I got him sick. Got him he sick. said his dad got him sick. Who knows? Point Probably is, everyone got him sick. You know, it's just <clears> going around. So <laughs> point is, is that, you know, we haven't had the talk yet, but I'm pretty sure we're going to have right. the talk where we are dating anymore. Well, probably when we're just going to break up. Right. Yeah. We're just going to be like, mm, can't it, well, you you're, know, you're going to break up. Probably. That's my, my estimation of things. And then you're going to reactivate your account. Right. That's most likely what will happen. But I don't know. I'm kind of also have in the... Can, have you considered ethical non-monogamy? <laughs> um, no. Uh, you know, for me, I, I don't believe that necessarily, you know, that non-monogamy makes sense. Um, first but of I mean, all, I if find... you want to let this guy go, 
like just be like, hey, yeah, just move on. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do my own thing. And then you come back later and meet up with them again, like down the road. You're free to like have some pleasurable exchange between the two of you, and then just move on again, and like not even make it a thing. Like you never have to. Well, I mean, because you so come into it, not saying, make it a thing. Like, yeah. what does that even mean? So you're saying not An ownership feel, thing. Don't feel any sort of, you know. You don't connection feel any, with them? Or, no, you or feel connection. No, okay. you let the connection flow. You just don't own each other. But And you don't really know each other. No, you know each other. How do you sure. know each other? Because have you spent you time together? talk and hang out. Like, have do you and this... No, you and this guy. But you're saying he just goes away and comes back, and then I should just fuck <clears> So if you like, guys break up... Right. Then is there going to be bad blood between you because of no, that? No, it'll be fine, but I, even now I don't really know him. I mean, yeah. I haven't... I mean, it's been, I don't like, know, let's maybe say, like a month? Let's say like six months down the road, you like, and we're talking like, consistently like, throughout this whole six months. Is that what you're maybe saying? maybe not? But you like come back in touch and you're like chatting again or something, and then you're like, well, let's try it again. And like, I mean, I again. would be possibly maybe willing to start dating him <clears throat> again and, and pursuing mm-hmm. him as someone who I'm That's wondering I mean. if they're compatible. Yeah. But dating to me doesn't mean fucking. So right. it means hanging out. Right, it means just, like, yeah, just hanging out and getting to know each other, right? And that's what I mean, too. Right, like so... in a non-monogamous situation, But why does monogamy have out. to come into it when you're not having sex with anybody? Because when you're monogamous, you're not free to hang out in the same kinds of ways well, with I th- people I think who you, you def- might or might not have sex with. Like, I think there is a definition of monogamy, but I also think... Yeah. Each relationship and each individual defines their own definition yes. of monogamy. Every relationship right? is unique. Yeah, and they defined choose, by the couple. Yeah, and they choose their or own monogamy. And, and in my it. opinion, having very healthy friendships and relationships with people of the opposite <clears> sex <throat> that are non-sexual <clears throat> is very important. And any partner that I would get intimate with right. would need to be 100% okay with me spending alone time with my guy friends. Because right. yeah, I'm a guy friend kind of gal. Like, that's just yeah. how I roll. Yeah, and I am a gal friend kind of guy right that's yeah. how i roll and so, so if that's i feel what the same we're way. calling ethical non-monogamy then i guess i'm, well, I'm, I'm the, on board the but non-monogamy I'm not part. having sex with any of the people involved in yeah. that but one person the so, and i expect part. that one person to only be having sex with me as well so the non-monogamy part means that you are transparent about who you're having sex with but you're not committed to not having sex with anyone else you're just gonna say so so like let's say you break up instead of breaking up you would be like you know we're not going to have sex anymore, but, you know, we can still hang out and, you know, whatever, be friends, but we're just not going to have sex and I'm going to have sex with this other person now. And it's just going to be him and I that are having sex, but you could still do the same things with, or some of the same things, not all of the same things. Right. And, and I guess, if I don't know, my motivation there, well, in my motivation, or if you want to pursue it. I guess how I get off, and we've talked about this a little bit before, is, you know, I need to have a a very real and very intimate, you know, relationship with that person. And if I could have that connection with a friend, then they wouldn't be a friend. And you would be having sex. Right. And we would be in a relationship. Right. Right. So it doesn't make logical sense for me to... And when you say in a relationship, you mean like committed to taking certain actions... Toward each other and responsible for so committed to because because my what I what I see what I would ideally want in a relationship is someone that I could 
100% trust, you know, to... Because I don't really like condoms much. I'm not right. a big fan, right? Yeah. And safety is a really big issue. Yeah, yeah, safety is a really big issue for me. Mm-hmm. And, and keeping my own personal health is, is very <clears throat> important to me. Yes. And so I need to be able to trust the other person to entrust my health to them. Right. Right. And that's a big deal. So I'm not just going to sign that over to a friend, you know, who Mm -hmm. I may trust, but I don't, that's a big deal. It's, it's, you know, I won't even let people borrow my car. Right. And we're talking about (laughs) like fucking like like putting something in my body that I cannot get rid of ever. And then like could possibly dictate Mm -hmm. my future in a major way. So I'm not willing to take that risk on someone that I don't trust with 100, you know, like all of it. I gotta, you know, if, if you can't handle all this other shit, right. then I can't trust you to handle all of this, you know, sexy body shit. <laughs> all right? this sexy body all shit. Sexy body. Yeah. That's good. I like that. That's a very uh, real and well thought out and self aware description. Yeah. Of why and, you are. And, and there is, you know, and there is, of course, there's emotional and there's, you know, all the other stuff that goes on there where, you know, in order for me to really feel that connection, you know, I have to have that real intimacy. And, and I, and I know that I have made a lot of choices in the past where I didn't, I don't, I don't want to say I settled because people, you know, each person has their own kind of unique ability, but I think I've got a lot of abilities. And so I you, need someone do, who matches, yeah. you know, who's got a lot of abilities and a lot of different you things sure? and a lot of stuff going on. You Maybe know? you need somebody with one great ability, you know, and like, and I don't want to out, you know, throw anything out. I don't want to say, okay, that's right. never, no, I don't want that, you know, cause I, I'm open to lots <clears throat> right. of different things and, and a person that connects with me regardless of all the things that I say don't so really you can have non-sexual matter. intimacy, intimacy with other people and that could be part of ethical non-monogamy is like you have someone who you like beat on for instance like you might have a you might have a relationship with someone that's not sexual but where you like bite them in like a ring or whatever with boxing gear and whatnot interesting okay right? I'm like, people now. you might have someone that you that you fight Mm-hmm. For training or whatever, you yeah, know, whatever you're doing, and that's not sexual, but it's pretty intimate. I agree in the sense that I think a lot of of things can be intimate, absolutely, and yeah. and that's great. And, and, and having intimacy all over the places, I think, what helps bring people, you know, how people have a full life, right? You got to have a lot of intimacy with a lot of different people and a lot right. of different levels, right? Yeah. I feel like sometimes monogamy uh, kind of tries to, or it doesn't try to, but it it a lot of times ends up precluding a lot of that other those other kinds of intimacy that can happen with other members of the opposite sex mm-hmm. even though you're not having sex with someone like if you're doing something if you're hanging out a lot with someone of the opposite sex or doing something intimate or if you you know are the type of person that wants to cuddle but you know but not take it any farther than that and you have some a friend who likes to cuddle also. And you like cuddle on the couch and watch Netflix or whatever. But it's a not sexual relationship. If you're in a monogamous relationship with someone else, that someone else is, I mean, traditionally is going to get pissed or get jealous or feel uncomfortable with that, right? I mean, I think that depends a lot. You know, I my partner had a, <clears throat> an, is, an issue with his girlfriend most mm-hmm. recently where... 
she got a text message from a guy while she yeah. was in the shower. He saw her phone and it right. came up and he was like, oh my God, you've never been there. Like you've got to, you know, let me take you there sometime, blah, blah, blah. You know, who knows what they were ever talking about. But point is she gets out of the shower. He starts a fight, yeah. you know, they, they get into it. Turned out the guy's gay. Like the most the flamboyant yeah. motherfucking guy you ever met in your goddamn life, right? There's mm-hmm. no chance that there's shit going down. So I think it's yeah. highly dependent well, on the individual and the relationship and who is involved and, right. and how all those people are and, and how they all feel, right? And it depends I mean, on what you mean by shit going down. And like like a relationship that she might have a relationship with a gay guy who is providing some intimate thing for her that the boyfriend feels that he's the one who's supposed to provide that thing he's like how why are you letting someone else provide your intimate comfort even though he's gay like it doesn't even matter that he's gay like you're having so, this relationship but, okay if so let's i'm in there no, no, I'm just no, saying no, no. so let's look at that then let's look at that potential. statement let's look at that statement sure. okay why are you letting someone <clears throat> else provide this intimacy for you instead of saying what do I need to do to provide this intimacy for her so she doesn't seek right. it elsewhere? So you're blaming but, her for not voicing out what she mm-hmm. needs, which I agree I, we should voice what we need. But you right. should also in that moment take a look at yourself and say, OK, well, maybe I can provide this in a way. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something that's lacking in our communication right. or in, in my, you know, am I not cuddling her enough, right. you know? Right. And there's the thing. There's a there's the thing or another thing I should say that I wanted to get to is that. Two people can't provide everything for each other. Two people can't. That's why the divorce rate is so high. That's why monogamy is so difficult is because your partner will never be able to provide everything that you need in a relationship. And there are, there are ways to provide, like if you have a, a cuddle buddy, I mean, if, if you like to cuddle and he doesn't, but you love him for everything else, but he just doesn't like to cuddle. He doesn't like to sit on the couch and watch Netflix with you. But your gay friend does. He likes to come sit. You know, that's okay, right? Then he needs or, to not get pissed about that. He's going to have to be okay with that because that's an area that right, he's yeah, lacking he and has, he's not willing to change in. And, and so I, I understand He only has to if he wants to be with you, right? I mean, he, he has to choose to accept you for who you are. Is what you're saying, right? Well, well, yeah, because I mean, he Otherwise has to he choose to accept that you're a person who needs physical contact and has and free will. Yeah, and, and so you know, and and I would think that would be something that would come on relatively early on in the relationship, and yeah. it wouldn't be something like two years into it, you find out he's been cuddling with a gay guy this whole time. You know, like that's <laughs> not something you secretly you know you hide from from guys, right? So yeah. you're probably going to find out right. close to the first date that she's got yes. a group of gay guys she loves to hang out with and watch Netflix with, well, right? Or it's something that develops later on. Like, say you're married for 10 years and you and can still meet new people. Right. And so you have to deal with that. Friend who likes to cuddle. And, and, so, and then you would have to deal with that, obviously, as that comes along. But, you know, the mm-hmm. point is, is that if you're not willing to make the change on your end, then you have mm-hmm. to accept it as the reality right. because you cannot change the people around you and you can't force them, you know, anyone yeah. else to be anybody other yeah, than who they are. You can't change so, so you have to either change yourself or accept your reality. 
Those are your two choices. You can communicate your discomfort with this person, but that's only going to lead you into a brick wall because if this is something this person ultimately mm-hmm. needs and desires, and it's a human thing that everybody yeah. fucking needs and desires, and then you're it's the wacko, to be okay with then it you should probably jealous. be okay with her for having a healthy need yeah. for attachment exactly. and all that kind of thing. And maybe get yeah. some therapy because you should want to touch your yeah. spouse, you know, and you should want to cuddle on the couch on Netflix. And, and maybe yeah, that's maybe. a deeper thing that's going on within <laughs> you that you need to fucking deal with, you know? That's so, a good point. you know, there's, there's usually, and, and if we're talking about things that human beings require on a base level, then if there is, you yeah. know, something going on, then, then you should look at yourself is ultimately what I'm saying. Especially when there's <laughs> things that piss you off that your spouse or, you know, even anyone in a relationship, if something, somebody's pissing you off, then look at what you're doing first and foremost. Right. Yes, I agree with it's all of that. often where you're going to find your, your, <laughs> your culprit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I you know. Agree. And, and, and dating in general is, is seemingly a nightmare. Um, and a crap shoot. <laughs> but as this app was saying, it's, or as this article was saying, it is, you know, pretty much the best statistical way to find a mate yeah. of any kind. And it's quite revolutionary. It's completely different than anything humanity is used to. This will actually be an evolutionary jump in, in our genetics. Yeah, and it and, will happen within one generation, actually. Yeah. And there's a learning curve you can there. Calculate that. There's a learning curve there. Um, oh, sorry, because I know that you know for myself, figuring out because I've never had to figure out how to decipher through text message alone if I'm into a guy. If I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of the devil. Oh, is he messaging me? Down, down. Um, Sorry, I had to text him back. (laughs) Yeah, definitely cut that, please. No, it's okay. Um, (laughs) People can suffer through it. You know, well, I want more wine, too, so... Are you going to read your text messages out loud? Oh, he just asked if... um, Did you finally get to relax today? Um, I haven't taken a day off since, like, Christmas slash New Year's. What? Oh, shit. So is this your form of relaxing? Yes. You, I had to... <laughs> Yay. It's on my list of things I had to do, and it's nice. technically not work. Yeah. Um, but still Even feels relatively we, we productive. we might someday get paid for it, maybe. <laughs> I think uh, the likelihood of that is slim to none, we but... sponsored by... I'm certainly optimistic. Yeah. I'd say if anything else, um, you'd be looking at oh some sort of like Patreon or something like that where you ask yeah. your fans to contribute. But we're far from that. No, I you set just... up I set up a Patreon. Actually. Did you? Oh my god, you're I hilarious! Forgot, I forgot what the address is. Yeah, I think in order to for people to put money on there, you have to tell them it exists, yeah. and then they it's have like, to listen uh, to it. It's to like uh, Eric or something. <laughs> That's good. That's a good name for it. I like that. Um, yeah, so dating, um, being a nightmare, um, I would say I went on a lot of first dates. I would say about 10, 10 first dates right around there. Um, I went on two second dates and then I had the guy that I most recently seen. I don't know. We've probably hung out six or seven times somewhere around there, but lots of texting and that sort of thing in the interim. Um, so I'd say... 
you know, odds wise, that's pretty decent. You know, went on eight, nine, ten dates and found someone I could actually stand being around for a little while. Um, that, that's pretty good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, the statistics, the numbers aren't bad on that. It's kind of interesting because, um, you know, being when I was in insurance or I'm still technically, but point is, um, you know, they would say it's all a numbers game and that approximately one out of 10 people will talk to you like for doing cold calls or whatever. So you just pick up a phone ball, phone book and start talking to people. One out, of ten. one out of 10 people for will actually reason, talk to you. One out, one out of 10. They'll be bored enough and, you know, just lonely enough that they'll actually, you know, answer and talk to you and, and tell you all sorts of shit. Um, yeah. And it's, as you know, let you demo their vacuum on your car. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. It's where the sales and all of this comes from. But so it's funny because it seems to me that dating has all approximately the same figures. I mean, obviously I have to go on 10 more dates to see, you know, to verify, but this is my theory, my hypothesis that I'm running with. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's your, that's your ratio. Well, you haven't gotten to 10 yet, so we'll see where you land. I probably have actually. I don't know. Like if I count the times that I have been stood up, Oh, that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. I've not yeah. been stood up, fortunately, but I think women are, are kind of more notorious. <laughs> a little that more, what's the word? Flaky? No. Uh, uh, Desired? I feel like. Careful? Oh, <laughs> right. And so you look like a murderer? No, I don't. Well, maybe I look like a murderer, actually. I don't know. I have a, I have a beard and a baseball cap, so. I think that describes plenty of serial killers and shit. Yeah, yeah. You I could can, go for I serial I can assure killer. them that I'm not I mean, a serial you could killer. play a serial killer in, like, a movie or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, I could you. see that. You're welcome. <laughs> Just because your acting skills are so on par. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm such a good actor. So tell us about, give, us, give the listeners a little insight info on your dating life. Any? Um, so how many life. first dates? How many stand-ups? How many second dates? Any? I've had uh, zero second dates. Zero second dates. Those ones zero are tough, right? Dates, yeah. It's really interesting because a lot of my first dates will end um, pretty well, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll feel good about the situation. And then later it'll like percolate, and I'll be like, mm, I didn't yeah. like this, and oh, I didn't like that, and like oh, now that I think about it, you know, I don't want to date this person. Which yeah. it's like, I wonder if that's just <clears> my <throat> own neuroses working against me, or if it's that mm-hmm. I'm really not interested, and I just I'm I'm a people pleaser. So when I'm in front right. of a person, I kind of want to. Just you put on your best. I, I want self. both of us to enjoy <laughs> yeah. our time together, right. and I don't. I'm not going to sit there and, and pick them apart, right? I'm gonna. I try and bring out the best in them, mm-hmm. and and that I think comes from a jovial kind of you know right. fun atmosphere. I always just get really nervous and like <laughs> I don't really know what to say, and I yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm really not great on first dates, right? Right. So I'm just like, see, and and uh, is that do you think that's something that just takes practice? Like, you'll yeah, get better at it? I think it, it probably would t- just take practice. So how many does it take to get better at it? <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. I'm kind of not really meeting any. I was actually going to meet someone today. But you canceled for this? Yeah, I just didn't. I just didn't feel like it. Because you were supposed to go see Black Panther. What happened yeah. to Boys Night? The theaters were all full. <laughs> that's a good problem i'm happy for black panther we put it off a little too long to get the tickets yeah well that's okay we can mm. wait until it's less popular 
that might be a while. Yeah, I which hear is it's amazing. I know. I'm so excited <laughs> to have a, a you know yeah. fully black cast be mm-hmm. this popular. Like fuck yeah. yeah. They'd be absolutely insane. It's like not making a second Deadpool. It's fucking right. crazy, right? Yeah, it's just like crazy. the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. So yeah. the the odds of that not happening are like zero. And I'm really like negative a million. So I'm excited about that. Million, yeah. Negative a fucking million. Yeah. That's what that is. Um, oh, Isaac got sick. Oh, well, everybody is. That's the whole thing, right? That's why I'm raspy McRasperson right now. Mm -hmm. This motherfucker wants my V so hard. (laughs) He wants your V. I like it. Well, uh, is that the one you're dating or is it a new one? Uh, This is the one I'm technically dating slash breaking up with at the soonest possible occurrence. So why are you breaking up? Um, Because he wants to move to Italy. Why don't you just go to Italy with him? Because uh, I it's just like started the a business. Of a fucking lifetime. Just sell everything, sell it, peace out, go to Italy, get murdered. You know, and that's, and that's <laughs> a cute idea. In I style. mean, that's so fucking adorable. But <gasps> what with, if he kidnaps you and takes you to Italy with him? That would be I really difficult. I would say to like kidnap someone. Especially you, me. I'm not you, easily kidnappable. He could give you LSD. I'm too loud. And convince you that he's taking you to your you know, house. I, I suppose if he really wanted to, he could definitely <laughs> figure something out. Yeah. Although I think that's more of your murder brain coming through here. It's more of a move. Um. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I guess I do look like a murder. A little bit. I, I mean, you think like, like one, definitely. Um, <laughs> so it's, uh, I think that it's just one of those situations. And, and, you know, what's, what's interesting is that he did tell me this right out the gate, that he had just gone to Italy and that he had had an amazing time. And he was like, I want to move there. It's so great. And, and I was like, that's really interesting. And then we kind of talked about some other stuff, including like his relationship with his dad. And I guess his dad, like, just gives him everything he wants. And anytime he like needs money, he just gives him money and just kind of deals with all of his issues for him. And so, you know, how I hear that is like, he didn't sit down and like guide me and, and teach me how to be a human. He just kind of threw money at whatever problems I had, you know, it's the same kind of problem. Sounds a lot cool. of like, I mean, does it though? <laughs> Cause I would rather have like the guidance and the love that it takes for, from a parent to say no. Like, I'm sorry, but there's times think, in my life where, where my parents said, we're not going to bail you out of this situation yeah. financially, mm-hmm. but we will support you. We will help you go through everything. We'll help you organize these issues and, and, right. and strategize on the best possible way to move forward. And, you know, we'll help you make payment plans and figure out how this can fit into your budget, you where you good? need to trim your budget to make it work for you. <clears throat> they taught me how to deal yeah. with life's issues as they come about. Not to just make enough money to solve all of your problems with money. They knew because they had learned the hard way themselves. And so they decided that instead of making me figure it all out the hard way, they would Mm -hmm. help guide me. And they didn't have the money to do it anyways. So the only other option they had was either not help me at all and tell me to fuck off (laughs) or help their kid, you know, in the only way they knew how. But some people get told to fuck off and get no help and still turn out to be some of our top. And, 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 and because of I that know, struggle, maybe one. they had to figure it out, blah, blah, blah. All I'm saying is that what I had, I think, was better than just having money thrown at my problems and not learning anything from any of the mistakes I made, you know? Yeah. Financially or otherwise, right? I sort of had that, but my parents, I don't think my parents really knew. They were very, like, 
caught up in Mormonism and like the gospel, what the gospel taught, but that wasn't actually necessarily the best way to live. I would, yeah, agree so with I was that kind 100%. Of, so I was kind of on my own and kind of had to figure out my own shit in that sense. You know, and I think that's weakened you and strengthened you, yeah. right? In different ways, that's going to be a yeah, pro and a con in your life, right? There's, there's like all these stats that we have, and like some of them went up. Right? I yeah. Got bonuses here, yeah. And negatives here. And others went down. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. So you know? Like we all live in a simulation, essentially. Right. And so, obviously, <laughs> we're all in it. It's fucking oh, the Truman Show. My point was going to be, though, that parenting, even with great parenting techniques, although less so, uh, parenting is still a crapshoot because <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's no, a lot of other factors. Right. And there's parenting. no perfect, you know, parenting. But I would say that, you know, trying to teach your children as opposed to teach solve their problems, teach them how to solve their own yeah. problems instead of solving their problems teach for them is right. probably the first, you know, rule to parenting, right? Teach them how to think about problems in a way that yeah, they can Yeah, you've got come a bully to a at school, you know, yeah. don't go in there and beat up the fucking kid yourself yeah. as an adult, <laughs> right? Teach the kid how to deal with the bully at school, right? Yeah. I mean, Teach it's interesting because parents will resolution. will do that on an automatic basis for a good period of time, mm-hmm. but then it just seems to kind of pitter off, at least for some of them, at, at you know, near teenagehood, when because their kid by, becomes more difficult, they just say, yeah, oh, well, fuck by it, then you know? Like, by then they're like, you know what, you're... You're fucking fine. I'll let you fucking you figure, figure it out. It out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I figured it out. You or, figure it or out. Or they just don't stop being that full level of attention, right? Yeah, there's, they're like, I want to watch my story. <laughs> well, but, there's, the but I'm saying there's an opposite end of that, of over-nurturing, over-protecting, yeah. overdoing it, right? So when as the child gets older, you have to slowly turn down the nozzle of like, we're going to help you with everything, mm-hmm. but you never completely turn it off. And so that kind of, you right. know, that, that on switch is, that, okay, we're not going to help you in this financial sense anymore, but we're going to teach you how to solve whatever problem you're dealing with, or at least right. lead you in the direction that we know will help, right? You know, we may not know how to deal with this legal issue, but we do have a lawyer that we can put you in contact with, blah, blah, right. blah, you know? So there's... Service economy. Right. And so he didn't have the the teacher in the sense he had more of the money problem solver, right? As a yeah. father. And so he has a bit of an issue with leaving his dad, right? And so he wants to make this giant move to Italy, but he can't even move out of his fucking house. So it's kind of this interesting situation where I'm like, you're going to move to Italy? Like, are you so sure about that? And I don't want to be like, I don't can't believe, I don't believe you can move to Italy, his, but... It's probably just his pipe dream. Well, and, and that's the thing, but he's also... <laughs> but then the other day, we were hanging out, and I was sick as fuck. Is and he um, What? Sorry, go ahead. Um, so I was really sick and we were in the car and, um, and I had like, I hadn't been sick the night before, but I like woke up in the morning with him and I was sick then. So I was, you know, (laughs) he was going home and, uh, he was like, you know, so I move in Italy in three months. Are we going to talk about this or what? And I was like three months like what i didn't know there was like a because we had talked about it early on and he was like oh i want to move to italy blah blah and i was like yeah i want to fucking go to mars right so it's, so it's it was a, a far off goal though is the point right. you know it's not something that's immediately <clears throat> dictating three my months? current future three months is far that's off? what he said well no i'm saying that me going to mars is a far off goal oh, right yeah. right so i thought of this when we first met he was like i want to move to italy and i was like that's a far off goal and then maybe it's a his... week ago he was like i want to move in three months Maybe it's a sort of relationship parachute. Right? He wants to, he just wants to break up. He's like, right? yeah, he's like, I'm going to move to Italy. Ha, right. Cross fingers. Well, and that's, and if that's the case, then that's <laughs> fine. Right? But I, but he was also like, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. I didn't expect to meet someone like you and yada, yada, which I hear this a lot because I am really amazing and that's great, but it's also great and that's fine. (laughs) But it's also like, I mean, being really amazing isn't all it's cracked up to be. Okay. Because if I wasn't as amazing, I could date someone who was less amazing and not feel like I was settling for something less. Right. (laughs) So it's actually kind of sucky, sucky being at the top. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I I have, that's why I have a hard time dating because I'm looking for like the most amazing person or people. And I'm I'm not necessarily willing to settle for, you know, a mediocre. I'm not willing to settle for something less because I've dated enough guys. I've been in enough relationships that I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I I feel like I have a good grasp of like who I am and where I stand. And I want to find someone who has that same kind of idea and See, that same I grasp want, of who they are. I want someone who's amazing. You want six and people. Can, I want, yeah, I want people who are amazing <laughs> and can accept me for being less amazing. Because <laughs> I'm definitely not as amazing as the people but, who I'm attracted to. Oh, got you. So you're only attracted yeah. to people who are... Who are, are more amazing than me, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Well, you know, yeah, so. I think that there's... Uh, you know, I, I think that there's people out there probably upwards of like 10,000 people that I could legitimately date and, right. and marry and yada, yada, life. right, and be totally fine with, right? So I think it's just about finding someone who's the right combination of, yeah. you know, their faults meet up with my faults and, and that's kind of, you yeah. know, we end up complimenting <laughs> each other in the right ways, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mostly I just need somebody who can fucking talk me off a of crazy town because that's my only problem I ever get into. Sometimes I go <laughs> off the fucking... Off the deep end. Yeah, you know, it happens. Off into crazy town. So mm-hmm. what does that entail? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it happens... Oh. Oh, sorry, Just guys. <laughs> <laughs> Happens on our podcast constantly, yeah. like right now. Reaching for go. the bong. Um, yeah, I guess what I... Oh, I'm losing my train of thought. Back to the article. Okay. Uh, though oh, Kleinberg yeah. accused her of being a shrill... Or being a shill of a client causing the debate moderator to call a timeout and explain these aren't cigarettes, people. Fisher had science to back up her claims. She studied the parts of the brain that are involved in romantic love, which Mm. she explained in depth after disclosing that she was about to get into a deep yogurt. The deep yogurt. I loved her. Uh, the gist was that romantic love is a survival mechanism and its currency way below the cortex alongside that, which orchestrates thirst and hunger technology cannot change the basic brain structure of romance. She said technology is changing the way we court. She described this as a shift to show love in a, in a dating with dating taking in, a new significance and the pre-commitment stage being drawn out, giving today's young people an even more time, even more time for romance. At that point, it was contested whether she had even ever inadvertently defined what romance is kicking off another circular conversation about whether matches are dates and dates are romantic and romantic means marriage or sex or a nice afternoon. I'd say at least 10% of the audience was deeply dumb or serious uh, trolls. But amid all the clatter was an obvious, it was obvious that the fundamental problem with dating apps is the fundamental problem with every technological innovation, <laughs> cultural lag. 
we haven't had these tools for long enough. We have to clear, we have a clear idea of how we're supposed to use them. It's going to change everything. <clears throat> what's considerate, what's kind, what's logical, what's cruel. In an hour and 40 minutes of swiping to find one person to go on a date with is really not da- that daunting compared to the idea of standing around a few different bars for hours and finding no one worth talking to. <laughs> At the same time, we know what's expected from us in a face-to-face conversation, and we know much less about where what we're supposed to do in the contextless baseball card in a messaging thread you have inadvertently remember or you you have to actively remember to look at at work when you're connected to Wi-Fi. Oh. Even as you've lost much of their even as as they've lost much of their stigma stigma, dating apps have I'm getting old drunk now. Uh, <laughs> dating apps have acquired a transitional set of contradictory cultural connotations oh, and mismatched so norms. I know, right? Uh, that border on dark comedy. Last month, I started making a Spotify playlist made for the boys' choices of my anthem field on Tinder and wondered if it would be an immortal, if it would be immoral to show it to anyone. Self-presentation stripped of its context, pushed back into being just art, but at the header that twisted into a sick joke. Then a friend texted me on Valentine's Day to say he deleted all his dating song, dating apps. He'd gotten tired of the notifications popping up in front of the person he's been dating, and it seemed like a healthy <laughs> option. You would just turn off notifi- or, or you could just turn off notifications. I thought, but what would? But what I said was, "Wow, what a con- conservative, considerate, and logical <laughs> thing to do." Because uh, what do you know about anyone or about how anyone should behave? Along, uh, also, I met a friend on Tinder over a year ago. Maybe that's weird. I don't know. And I doubt it interests you. Certainly, I would not make the argument that dating apps are pleasant all the time or that dating app has helped find everlasting love for every person who ever sought it. But at time, but it's time, I know the truck, uh, but it's time to stop throwing anecdotal evidence at the debate that has already ended with, with, that has already been ended with numbers. You don't care about Tinder stories and I don't care about yours. Love is possible and the data says so. Bam. So do you believe that love is possible on dating app? Do you, you think that's sure. obviously your best option? No. I mean, my best option for what? Or finding what you were looking for in another human being or or multiple human beings. I think it's one potential route. I do. I'm doing it or I've been doing it mostly because I have been lonely and want to hang out with people. So I try to come at it from a friend's first point of view. Yeah. And I think, I think loneliness is probably, which is the motivation probably, for a lot of people on those apps. Yeah. I mean, a significant amount, you know. That might be why I only get one date, though. Because I'm, like, just weird. Desperate. Or unusual. Mm. Like, let's hang out. Let's be friends. And then, <laughs> I don't say those words, but. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, for me, there's there's a, a, 
I'm limited on time, right? So yeah. when people say, like, well, let's be friends, blah, 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 right. I'm kind of turned off to that because I think, yeah. like, I've got friends. You know, I'm good with friends. I'm on a dating right. app to find a, a, a mate, right, to find a someone mate. who wants to, you know, date wants me. Wants to make you a baby. Well, no, I'm not necessarily looking for a baby, but I want somebody who actually, you know, cares enough about me to, like, figure out who I am and mm-hmm. take some time. The, in the same regard that I take that time in every person that I meet, right? right. Or maybe not but me, you but, have but have a you relationship with. Get in even deeper with. You know, what I want is someone who returns what I put out. Do you want to dive into their soul? I dive into other people's souls yeah. with glee. Mm-hmm. And I would like them to, to, I would like someone who could return that favor right. to me. Nice. Right? Yeah. I like that. I don't think it's too much to ask, personally. Yeah, I agree. So, you know. We it, have to change society and get everyone to just be that way. I, I feel like changing society seems like a big goal. It's, just it's a not lot that to hard. Kinda... Like, look what dating apps have done. They've changed society. Right. As we know it. So have right. cell phones. Yes, absolutely. So cars. And, and if you want to change society in a way to make it even more kind of, uh, um, what is it? When you, when you just immediate <laughs> gratification, Instant. right? Everyone wants that instant gratification and, and all yeah. of these types of things. Like, because I think the question mm. is I'm still late tonight. I, I think the question is still out if if dating apps improve society. Improve? Well, that's subjective. Exactly. Like, I, think, I think the jury is still out. Changed society. It changed. Like, there's no yes. question that on that. And who knows what changes are so you're good saying, or bad? So we could change society negatively. Is what you're saying? Yeah, it might. We could it, go either way. Well, it might not. I think it's better to not call it positive or negative, but just to call it change because it just changes and we just, our job is not to judge what the change is all about, but rather to adapt to it. But you just said that we should change society. So you're saying our job is to change it. Our, and if, and no, if we are going to change no, it, what then I'm saying is we, we can change it. Like it changes. Society changes. It's a living being, right? Like society is a bunch of, a bunch of metaminds that are, made up of more than one human. Right. Right. Like All a decision-making humans. machine that's made up of a network of humans rather than a network of brain cells. But it's the same exact kind of thing. It still has the same kinds of drives. And like it will... Organizations, institutions, things like that have a drive to get... to continue themselves and to grow and to reproduce just like all life does. Mm, okay. What was my so, point? So, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I do know that, you know, I think the dating app still is probably my best bet. Um, although, I think for me, I've just kind of taken it as, like, I'm going to get on this and try and meet these people as soon as physically possible. Yeah. And then figure out if I have real chemistry in real life. Because otherwise, I'm just wasting my time. So... You know, and I just don't have enough time. I don't have time to waste. Did you see... uh, I'm too busy. Maybe I'm too busy to date. Black Mirror? Yeah. Where they date a thousand times. Yeah, the algorithm dates them and a bunch of different things. And they have no idea that they're a simulation. Yeah, and I think that would be awesome. But I don't (laughs) think that currently exists in our dating app world. You know, I think it's really just whoever the fuck swipes right gets a notification. So that makes my... You know, uh, dating apps incredibly overwhelming. I think I opened up the other, uh, the not okay Cupid one that I had. The Zeus. not okay. I had Zeus. Oh, Zeus. Right. I haven't tried um, that one. Yeah, I, I opened it up the other day because you can open that one up without activating it. Whereas if you open up OkCupid, okay it all it just charges you immediately. 
Where Zeus Wait, is what? like, yeah, charges you money. Charges you. Charges you money. Okay, okay Cupid. Cupid. I just paid $60 or something for a year. Oh, I didn't do that. Oh. I paid monthly because I was like, I'm fucking going to find somebody in a month and get the fuck off this shit. <laughs> I'm not paying for you twice. It's already ridiculous that I'm paying for you in the first That's place. I've never had to pay to date anybody in my goddamn life. <sighs> Am I the only one who thinks that it should be fucking free for girls to be online dating? Like, Are you kidding me? Like, We should be free. Mm. We're the hot come on. We're free to get into the bars <laughs> and all the other shit. Like, Why no. do you, you don't need to make no. money off of no, us? No, no, no. Fuck you, you know why? You want to know why? 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 Okay. why? Because on all the sites where it's women are free... Like, it's, they're all bots. They're all fucking spammers and fakes. And as a man trying to navigate a site like that, you, you can't, it, you can't That's do fucked. it. It doesn't work. The site, it fucks those sites over. And like, so you can I, never find a, so date, what you're telling a real me, person. So what you're telling me is I should have to, I should pay money because so bots I know, are, because bots are. So that I know someone paid. Please let me finish. Please let me finish. It lets me know you're committed. Are you kidding me? No. Um, <laughs> me paying $15 a month does not show I'm committed to shit. Okay. It does. No, it doesn't. It shows you're committed to the, to giving the app a try. Cause you actually were like, okay, yes, it's worth this much money. I'm, that means I'm going to put my effort into it and I'm going to actually communicate with people who send me messages and like actually try to date. You think $15 a month No, I think guarantees... that's a little high. I think you should just get the $60 for a year. Okay. But even <laughs> if it is. The whole thing, even if it's fifteen dollars a month, fifteen dollars a month is going to make me encourage me enough to spend an, a decent amount of time on an app. Fuck that, no. I spend fifteen dollars a month. I, I spend fifteen dollars <laughs> on coffee in a week, and I spend maybe <laughs> yeah. thirty minutes drinking it the whole time. Like yeah, I drink coffee you... in ten minutes. Yeah, it's not that much money. Right, fifteen dollars is not much money to make me commit to shit. It's enough of a barrier that no one's going to make a whole bunch of bots and pay fifteen dollars yes, a month. Yes, I for agree, bots. but that brings me back to my point, which is that so women have to pay money because bots are out there and men yes. are stupid and Blame they fall the for all the stupid fucking. No, if if Blame men the were, Russians. I'm not blaming the Russians. I'm blaming <laughs> the people who are pushing on these fucking things and trying to talk to women who are goddamn supermodels. And you're like, oh my god, I can't believe this woman wants to talk to me. And it's like, no, of course she doesn't. Why would someone? Yes, of people that, are. I've had I've had guys who are ridiculously attractive like want to message me or whatever and I look at them and I'm like mm, I don't like I like I'll, <laughs> I'll have a conversation with you but the likelihood of me wanting to date you is so fucking slim Why? like I know it because people who have traditionally been pretty their whole life are human are are, are garbage are, you are human me, garbage you calling me garbage. You think you're pretty? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you think you're like drop dead, just ridiculously oh, gorgeous? Like, I'm come on. A sexy beast. You're an average looking human being, okay. which is fine. That's great. Average yeah. looking human beings tend to be wonderful people. I've found because they don't ride on their looks. <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is attractive people get more with little or the same amount of effort as mm -hmm. unattractive people. They'll make more money in their lifetime. They'll get better education in their lifetime. They'll get all sorts of free things. Right. It's just the way that the world is, or at least our society is, right? Mm -hmm. And and so whatever each society deems to be attractive, right? So those people right. will get special treatment just because they're attractive. And unfortunately, that special treatment True. tends to lead to people being garbage human beings. 
being hmm. treated as if you are better Tem- than everyone else, as in... being treated as if you are better than everyone else for seemingly no fucking reason because you didn't do anything because be that super attractive yeah. person. You just, you just like maintained yeah. that and kept yeah. it going. You know, as all you did, you didn't yeah. fuck it up, right? Right. So being <laughs> yeah. treated as if you were better than other people makes you believe mm-hmm. that you are better than other people, and that makes you a garbage fucking human being. But I think that's a little bit absolute there. Absolutely, there's people. I know lots of attractive people people. who are amazing human beings. And and I will (laughs) and I will argue the fact that that I am specifically talking about human beings who have been attractive from birth to now, because (sighs) there is because because if you've gone through, they weren't chubby toddlers or something no. <laughs> okay okay mean, like, in, in high school and that kind of shit when it starts <laughs> to actually matter but even in the on the you know in the playground when you're in fucking fifth grade if you're the fat kid you're getting bullied you're getting pushed around you're, getting you're fucking gonna become treated like a shit. gem of a human well and and you're most likely going to learn how to you know you know internalize your own self-confidence and and it depends on you know your parents a lot of other things but right. the point is is that Moving those types of kids system. will either learn how to overcome those or they will become the victim forever and True. if they're given the right support and they learn how to overcome that they will become stronger and better because of that right. they will learn mm-hmm. earlier on how to overcome struggle and how to gain you know friendships and how to become the kind of person that people want to be around right mm-hmm. okay you don't have any friends become someone people want to be fucking friends with you know have an interest yeah. take mm-hmm. a hobby like get a fucking sport like do it's something that victory. other people will relate to and you can yeah. become like them you know like that's mm-hmm. how you become a human and part of community right so it's not crazy right. to, to to ask somebody to make some changes to adapt to the society around them and that can actually be a good thing for them and I think in fact it is a good thing and that most people should be forced to deal with adversity yeah. so they can learn how to overcome it <laughs> So people pretty should people. be forced no, pretty to suffer people, so that they will overcome suffering. Here's the suffering. thing is, you don't, fortunately, you don't have to force people because life will usually take care of it on its own. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> pretty people are generally, and people who have been pretty throughout their entirety of their lives, tend to be the kind of people who have not had to overcome as much adversity, have not mm, had as much struggle, have not had, they haven't been humbled as often as a lot of other people have been humbled right. and been rejected as often as other people have been rejected and had to push through right. as many barriers as other people had to push through. So they tend to mm. not be as good at dealing with adversity, dealing with different people and different ideas and, and kind of being able to communicate on that level. Well, you know? I get a lot of angry letters about this. No one's From gonna listen to this. People who are like, hot people, are like, you can fuck I'm right the fuck off. Amazing. Okay, they're gonna be like, I'm such an amazing human being, and I'm hot, and I've been. I'm hot not my whole saying life. you're a shitty human because I don't know you're a, a pretty yet. person. Okay, I shouldn't say they're garbage human beings, yeah, but I, and I did. Harsh I said there. they <laughs> tend to be garbage <laughs> human beings. Okay, I tend to the be queen not of not that they all are, but they tend to be. So, but my point is, is that, Mm. you know, when you have to overcome less struggle, I do not believe you are as good as a human being, you know, I, and, and it's not just, it's, it's my personal opinion and it's what I'm saying in the realm of like, I want to hang out with you. But what you're also saying is that there are good human beings and bad human beings. No, I'm saying I don't want to date someone who's been beautiful their whole life. Because they haven't had to overcome as much struggle, life has been so, a fucking cakewalk for them, what about, and and I don't that I don't relate to that. I don't connect to that on a deeper surgery? level. I what about someone who was surgery? ugly? Like what? They got kidney stones? Like what? No, I like don't, someone who was ugly and then got surgery to not be 
ugly anymore. I don't know. I mean, but when they were like forty or not, thirty or whatever. I don't <laughs> try and just like write off a whole like group of people or whatever as people I'm not going to date. You totally did. But none I'm of not, them are going to date you now. I said I'm not trying to. Okay, I didn't say <laughs> yeah. I didn't. I said I'm not trying to. So and and what I'm just I'm just saying that. Okay. I have met a lot of beautiful people. Yeah. It's not like I haven't met a beautiful person in my entire life. I have a, I have an idea of who they are, and every single one of them I fucking hated. <laughs> so why would it like yeah. one out of a million I might actually enjoy? So the likely it's like me looking at a guy who I I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else that like I write off on a whole like group of people, which there aren't a lot of people. But okay, <laughs> uh, and this will be even worse. But I tend to not really like guys that were in the military. They tend to be... I don't know if that's worse. I, well, and I think it's worse in the realm <laughs> that I'm saying, like, I don't want to date anyone in the military, and it's kind of fucked up, but whatever. I don't know if these kinds of statements exist on a good-bad scale either. Like, anything... You just, you're... Well, you your, seem to think that I was fucked up for not liking, no. not wanting to be with pretty people, which no, I wasn't I saying crazy. I was fucked up. I was just saying... I was just getting your goat or whatever the phrase is you got my goat okay i got your that's goat. good all right well it, you know eric apparently got my goat so <laughs> is, uh, that the, is that the phrase is that a real phrase i don't i've never heard that before in oh, my shit. life so i'm gonna say it's not a real phrase i don't right. know all real phrases though so it could be one i've I never heard of it's very possible you can look it up later but i think that that that's going to be the end of our dating podcast. Oh, what yeah. was our conclusion? Uh, do we have a conclusion? Let's see here. Uh, I think the conclusion would be that we've, uh, we're going to keep trying, you know, okay. I'm going to test my health hypothesis a bit more. Yeah. See about you're this numbers game. Break up with this guy. Might break up with this dude, you know, or you might go to Italy or probably definitely not going to Italy. And the reason I won't go to Italy is because I'm not going to throw away everything I've built as a person, yeah. as an individual here in this state, in this time, I'm not mm-hmm. going to throw throw all of that away for some stupid fucking guy in Italy. He might just be trying... I can go to Italy later when my right. life is on lock. He might be trying to get you to, like, beg him to stay as a romantic gesture. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. So if that's what he's looking for, then we're, we're done. Yeah, that's, that's done. Yeah, if that's what he's yeah. looking for, he needs to be more direct about it. No, I'm just not going to beg someone to stay here. Like, I don't think that's right to tell someone how they should live their life and, and be, be like, you should change for me. Yeah. Um, especially someone that I've gone on like maybe five days with. Agree. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know you well enough. You don't know me well enough. I'm not going to yeah. change my life for you, and I'm not going to expect you to do anything for me that I wouldn't do for you. Was he attractive his whole life? No, he was a fat kid. I love ex-fat people. Ex-fat people. They're my favorite. <laughs> Should put that on your dating They're profile. usually funny. Well, so what I have on my dirty... My dirty, my, dirty my, profile. My dirty profile. I have a few. Uh, what I have on my dating profile is that I'm curvy, which nice. everyone that thinks sense. is fat. And so everyone mu- messages me. No, they, they, that's what okay. that means on dating sites. Oh. When you say oh, curvy. Because right. there isn't a fat or no one ever puts fat, even if There's you are fat. Overweight. Okay. So no one ever. I, I would I would bet. I know. I've I would seen bet so $50. Many, I've seen so many. That describe themselves accurately, like really? especially on OkCupid. There's so many. Well, then I don't understand, but I constantly get messages being like curvy, blah blah. You're not overweight, yada yada. Are these pictures recent? Like I get that constantly. It's because some people's definition of curvy is different than yours and my definition of curvy. And but there's a lot of other girls out there on the dating sites who say curvy and have your body type, which is not overweight at all. You're so fit then I don't know how to describe myself. 
fit and curvy. So I have to put fit in there? I don't, I don't know. know. I have to put fit. I don't know. You fucking, don't have to put fit. I feel like that's asking a lot. Just I just have I have bad it. days. <laughs> Erica, the person you want to date is gonna understand what you mean. Truth. So that's just an immediate sign for me when those <laughs> yeah. people say that to be like, yep, yeah, you don't get it. Like, yeah, 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 not gonna talk to you. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Um right. I just always wonder if I'm, you know, saying mm-hmm no to a possible future perfect husband <laughs> because of something stupid like that but right. that's what dating apps is it's my constant fear that I just mm. swipe left or right or whatever the wrong direction is plus um, you'll probably get another chance with that person at some point in the as the mill goes around they come back I've run I've had people come back on to my recommended list oh like God. if they get online again after they're recommended a oh yeah there's a, um, okay. there's like searches and right right like right Okay. Well, I think that's a great place in this yeah. this podcast. So just keep swiping one. right. Swiping yeah. right. Just keep swiping. Just people. keep swiping people. I yeah, think one go. out of ten will be like a decent match. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's my numbers game, so unless, we'll keep you posted. Unless, like me, you're terrible at first impressions. Right. Which you're going to get better at that. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many you know first dates can you go on and still be nervous about? Here's the way to think about All it. Right. Well, but, but here's the way to think about it. What's the worst thing that can happen? What's happened on the past seven dates? Right. And that's not really anything to fear. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not really into it. So, no, Right. No and if you're not into it, then that's one <laughs> thing. But if you're nervous, then that's another thing. Because you're not really giving it a full chance if you're well, nervous. Well, I mean, yeah. I think part of the reason that I'm nervous is that I'm putting myself into this situation that I'm not that into in the first place. Right, so maybe you need to be more picky on who you're going to go on the dates with in the first yeah. place. Yeah, which I have been doing. It's something I've been trying to do as well. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be mean. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, me neither. Right? I feel like it's mean. But sometimes I feel so mean because some some of the women that have tried to contact me and start up conversations, I just really, really not interested. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, whoa, no, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I get that. I and I'm trying to think of it in the realm of, like, you know, some guys like blondes, you know? And right. I'm just not mm-hmm. one of them. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. that's how I'm trying to take it personally. That's exactly my thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it's a thing. Uh, okay, so yeah, All I right. think that's it for the day. And thanks, Good job, Erica. Thanks, thanks, Eric. Good job, Eric. Thanks for it. welcoming me into your America. Oh, thanks for coming. <laughs> yeah. And have Anytime. a good, happy America to all of you, all of everybody out there. We'll have to come up with a, we'll have to come up with some sign-offs. Oh, yeah. Into you and to yours. Into <laughs> you and yours. This to you and to yours. Forever and always. Yeah. All yeah. of the days of our lives. Huzzah.